Welcome, Welcome to back. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it. We started. It. We have to keep. Just I keep can't going. stop recording. I can't stop. I can't. All right. Well, welcome back to the Goodhouse Podcast. I'm your host, Danny F and Cheese. Welcome back, boys. This uh, episode is sponsored You're just not going to introduce nobody. us. You're just going to introduce yourself. You're going to introduce cool. yourself. This, spo- this is sponsored by nobody, so go ahead and get over to our YouTube channel at, at Goathouse NFL. That's our Twitter handle. Do our YouTube one as well. The Goathouse. Oh, fire, man. Keep Be going. there. Be square. What's going on, boys? Uh, uh, you know, not much. I'm just sitting at home doing a bunch of nothing. Working on the no, channel. you're cranking out a bunch of YouTube well, videos. Yeah. That's, Besides that's, that, everybody, daily everybody NFL here knows that. Content. Daily NFL he, content. He cranks off those videos. Cranks, cranks right them right out. Um, cranks them off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the YouTube channel, if anybody's new, check it out. The Goat House. Full NFL content. But anyway, starting the podcast off, uh, I mean, just last night's episodes, was it seven and eight of The Last Dance aired? Wait, next week's the yeah. last week? Next week's next the last week. Is week. The last week oh. so bring your popcorn. Bring the popcorn. I mean, it could have ended last night and I would have been, well, not. If I didn't know that there was more to the story, I guess, then it, it could have ended yesterday and it would have been okay. You know, with Michael Jordan winning the championship his first year or his first full Going year back, room, I should say. Crying yeah. on the ground. Yeah. That, that That's like a good way to end it. Yeah. And but we more. already know. There's he wasn't more. Done. There's more. He wasn't done. Um, I mean, all of us here are actually diehard Bulls fans, uh, born and raised in sh- just outside Chicago. Chicago. And I find it crazy that, like, I'm learning like a good amount of stuff from this Last Dance documentary. Well, like, we were uh, like at that awkward age where we were very young. I mean, we, yeah. we, we might have watched basketball, but the only people in our universe at that time was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. We didn't know really the competition that he was going up against, and let alone like remember what everything that was going on within the games and understanding yeah. his greatness. Yeah, you just couldn't know, you just didn't know the we didn't know the meaning of the game, that it's more than a game. You know, I remember watching bits and pieces back then. I remember watching them celebrate after some championships, but you just you know, now you just understand what it means to win and how it's just it's just more than a game. Um but yeah, like I said, there's a lot that I didn't know. I did, I had no idea that Scottie Pippen refused to play the year Michael Jordan um, was uh, no longer with the Bulls. He took a break, went to go play baseball. And then Scottie Pippen was not going to get the last shot in the playoff game. It was going to go to Tony Kukoc, and Scottie was not happy, and he refused to play. I didn't know I didn't know that happened. That's you know. I understand I'll it, bet, though. Not, not bad not that his he, you reaction. think you wanted him to miss. <laughs> you wanted to see him lose? I'll piss you that he was when he made the shot. Oh, he was oh, so sure mad. He was pissed. I'm sure he was pissed. Do you think, but think of it from his perspective. He's been living in Jordan's shadow that entire. I was going to get to that. that his entire career, and then the, the come that comes. Jordan's retired, quote unquote retired, and then Scotty steps in there. It's his time to shine. He's having an MVP like season, and then they're like, okay, yeah, the uh, was was uh, Kukoc a rookie at that time, or was he? Yeah, uh, it was his first year. Yeah, it was his rookie. Yeah, year. they're going to give it to the rookie in the playoff game. He's got he's got a right to be a little upset. I'm surprised that uh, um, they did him like that. I mean, Scotty could... wasn't the wasn't the greatest like shooter, really. I mean, he was just just a good all around basketball player. It seemed like he's almost like they were talking about that. I think in the beginning of the series is like he like kind of started like the point forward um, type player, like the forward that takes the ball up and runs the offense. It's kind of like what his his game is. But I mean, I get why he was upset and like obviously he wants to take the shot. But I'm so that's all. I mean, for 
if you go back to it too, I'm sure like he's been with Jordan and Phil Jackson. I'm sure he's been those huddles where like, all right, Scott, you're going to dribble the ball up. You're going to pass to MJ. MJ's going to take the final shot. So in his mind, he's like, all right, my time to shine. Yeah. And it was the complete opposite. Yeah. He's not that kind. Like, unless you have those generational talents, your Kobe's, your LeBron's, your Michael's, you don't give the guy the ball at the end of the game. You normally run a play for your best shooter. It's not for just your best player. It's your best shooter. Yeah, but a lot of like, people say Scotty could have been that guy, though. Scotty's not a better shooter than Kukoc. Scotty's game is not ISO basketball. His game is not shooting. His game is going to the basket and point forward like pizza. Well, yeah, uh, I was going to get to what Danny was pretty much saying. Yeah, you got to understand that it's pretty frustrating in that scenario because he was kind of the second man for so long and it was finally his time. And then, But it wasn't at that moment. But at the same time, yeah, I, you know, you lose a little respect for him, you know, not uh, – you know, playing for his team. You see Cartwright was pretty disappointed when him. He was actually crying about it. And then eventually Scotty cried and then t- t- uh, apologized as well. But uh, no, and then no, everyone was crying. And then everyone started crying. And then I started crying. And then and we were all crying. And then we were all crying. And then, um, but that other part of it is that, you know, you feel like you would trust Phil Jackson by that point. You know, like you, you have, they would, those players that played from that already won under him, as soon as he came in, they started wanting. They would have to think in their mind that they have the best coach, not only in basketball, maybe of all time at that point after they already won. So you think there would be some level of trust there that maybe in that moment, you know, Phil wasn't saying this is going to be the guy every time. This is in this moment. This is what I'm feeling. Because sometimes those really, you know, the great coaches just kind of that, you know, those things just kind of come in their head in those moments. You know, it's not like an every time thing. So I'm just surprised that Scotty had the you know, actually did that and just didn't really trust Phil, uh, you know, all that much there. So it was, it was maybe that was the, uh, maybe that was the time where Jerry Cross was like, all right, it's time to get this guy out of here. Maybe it took him two maybe. years. I don't know. But yeah. uh, it, I mean, that, that sounds like, I mean, you think about it in today's NFL, if like somebody does that, like I'm not going out there, I'm not getting the ball. Like he well, one in 2020, he'd be roasted on Twitter and Easy. two uh, there, the, the NFL GMs would probably be like, all right, we got to ship this guy out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that's it's surprising stuff. Uh, and then you hear the you know I think it was in the second episode. Yeah, the the Gary Payton uh, story that you know he believes he you know had Jordan if he kind of guarded him earlier. Um, is anybody buying that one? No, uh, nope. <laughs> people have off people have off nights. Even yeah, the goats. Is, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, they probably would have been better. You hear George Carl talk about you know he talked about it actually after the fact. He was on. Uh, Scott Van Pelt show, and he was saying, yeah, you did wish he uh, played him a little earlier, but they had pretty good defenders. But, yeah, I just don't think it would have been that much of a difference. Uh, Jordan laughing about it was was pretty funny, uh, looking at the the tablet there. Um, the glove. The glove. Another meme. Another Jordan meme. Another one. There's yeah, been a couple so, of them. Can't believe there's still two episodes left. I, honestly, you know, that, like I said, that could have ended th- that way and would have been a great ending, so, and there's still more, so – Pretty wild, um, but more towards the NFL side of things now since we do cover the NFL fully here. I actually have breaking news that I'm getting right now. This is major. Cooper Cup is changing his uniform number oh. from 18 to number 10. He wore number 10 oh, in college. Wow. That's huge. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you can keep his ACL intact. Sure that's what. That's the kind of content you get here at the Godos. We give you breaking news. Yeah, breaking. it might not be the best news, but it's, it's not breaking, breaking not for them listening. It's not to breaking. This. For, that's not the citizen. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have been here live. Yeah, 
there's no live stream. Yeah, this isn't live. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe if we had sponsors, we could, you know, you know? Yeah. Plug? Yeah, okay. What? Plug? Uh, so, yeah, the NFL schedule just came out recently. And uh, on the channel, I actually had a couple of videos kind of reviewing those, giving you my thoughts. You know, people will always jump in there and just instantly look at the, uh, the opponents on the schedule. Uh, I always look at the layouts, you know, where everything is. And, um, you know, so we break that down on the channel and I determine who had the harder and the easier schedules. But something I did notice um, is that there is a lot of divisional games to start the year this year. There's nine of them, actually. Nine of them. I don't know if that's really unusual, but I think in, you know, in the middle of a pandemic here, you know, the, the, the chance that the, the beginning of the season may not start, it's not really a problem, you know, on time for me, not really a problem. Uh, but the chances that the fans might not be in the stands doesn't sit too well with me that the, there's a divisional game in the beginning because, you know, a, a team, you know, could have a home game, but they're going to have no fans. So they really don't have an advantage there. And they're going to have to go play that same team later on down the road and they're going to have their fans. So to me, it's, it's a little uneven in what are very important, you know, the most important games uh, for teams is the, is the division games, you know, hands down. So, I'm kind of questioning that, you know, that uh, thinking there. They must, you know, I'm thinking maybe it's a good thing. They might be confident that uh, there's going to be fans. You know, there's going to be a season, there's going to be a fans right away. But, you know, you, th you think they would kind of think this through, you know, and kind of review it, you know, make sure everything's good. But, yeah, I'm not happy with the divisional games early. You guys have a take on that? Or if you think there's going to be fans in the stands week one or not? I ain't there. I ain't there confident in it happening. I think that's why. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be tough towards the latter half of the year, though, too, because could you imagine, like, all right, based on the schedules and trying to make it work, all right, uh, Bears have to play the Lions at home in week week eight, and then they have to also also have to pay, play them maybe due to scheduling week 10. So you're really going to have only one game in between. I guess I understand, but I, I totally get your point. I just, I'm just trying to see, like, my guess is that they had to have talked about it or at least yeah, yeah. gone through different scenarios and seeing what would work. I don't know if that's what they did though. I feel like they just—I feel like they're just kind of like planning this as like it's going to go on as usual. And maybe they have a backup plan, but I think they're just kind of playing it off as if like just like usual, just like usual. Yeah, I think the season's going to start on time. I just worry about the fans not being in the stands. I mean, you got yeah games like, like Bucks Saints Week One, Vikings Packers Bears Lions, like you said. Yeah, games like that. There's nine of them. Uh, those are huge games right there, and I you know I think it could. Uh, I think it helps the away team in week one, kind of, you know, depending on where they play. Because what, what if there's no fans for several weeks? So, I don't know. It's it's tough. I like to be weird. Somebody threw out the idea of there's going to be the first four games will be AFC versus NFC. And I heard that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I like that. End up being false, you know, fake news there. And um, I kind of wish they did that. You know, it didn't need to really be the first four weeks. It could have been two, perhaps. But, yeah, I thought that was a better plan. So, I think, I think somebody was trying to report that, but I think they were taking a really good guess that that was going to happen. Uh, and it, because that's the way it should be, I think what, what's going on in the world. But yeah, that was interesting to me. We'll see what did happens. Did you see the, uh, did you guys see the UFC fights from last night? UFC, I think it was 249, I want to say. There's no fans in there and it was the most awkward thing ever. So you could hear yeah. everything going on. You can hear the corners loud and clear. You can hear... The, uh, I think it was uh, Greg Hardy, of all people, former NFL player. He was in there, and when he was getting interviewed after he won, 
he's like, you know, I could hear everything you guys were saying as commentators. And it gave me the idea to kind of key on some things that my opponent was doing. So you guys helped me because there was no fans in there, which is kind of weird to think about. It's not really going to help in the NFL, but it's just NFL without what fans. What if it does? <laughs> I mean, the only way... Stadium, like indoor stadium. I feel like... I, I feel like... the crowd noise. Pump, yeah, pump that's in. what I was saying. I was saying... I was going to say that... Atlanta knows like, how to do that. <laughs> you're talking about division games. I feel like the primetime games are going to be so awkward. Just like nationally televised and just like night... night. <laughs> like night games are always just like crazy. Like with the fans and everything. It's just dead quiet at night. They're just playing. It's just so weird. <laughs> I'm sure these NFL owners are selling out the box seats, though, to their buddies. They're like, hey, we got you. You're going to be in a box. It's still going to be quiet. They're not going to say shit. Oh, yeah. They don't. Oh, they, they can don't pound the glass. Anymore. Pound it? You're just like, hear glass pounding. Dude, they're like, the fans are going wild, and it'll just cut to, like, the camera at the box, and they're just hitting the glass. Like hockey, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dan, as Bears fans, I mean... If, if the no fans is happening, we have a lot to look forward to in terms of no more Lambo leaps because you're not jumping into an empty crowd, I would I would assume. Perhaps. I would, I would, yeah. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. If I just don't know what's going on because I have, as you guys know, as the viewers, some viewers do, I have season tickets to the Bears, and I don't know if I'm going to be getting tickets this year. They the, Our, our uh, lockdown rules are pretty strict right now, and uh, – I just don't know what's going on with that, if they're going to be handing out tickets. Uh, you paid for them already, right? No, uh, that's coming up. Um, but they got to push I, that date yeah, back. They're going to have to. They better. Um, yeah, like I said, re- reviewed all the schedules, and I always every year I determine who has the, uh, the hardest schedule, in my opinion. And the Falcons really stood out. You know, I've been talking about it all week on the channel, so um, kind of want to get... <laughs> You all right? Yeah, go ahead. Falcons. He's just a huge Falcons guy. Yeah, no, Junior's not a huge Falcons guy. Everyone knows that. <laughs> not a Falcons guy. Um, but yeah, this uh, yeah this schedule's not looking too good. It really stood out, so I kind of want to talk about it here and get your guys' thoughts because I'm sure everyone else heard, heard enough of me. But it's just, it's crazy because they got uh, they start the you know the Falcons never start the year too strong either. They got the Seahawks week one uh, at home, then they're then they're at Dallas, and they're home against the Bears. And then they're at Green Bay on Monday night. So they got to go to Lambeau on Monday night football in week four. Then they're playing the Panthers. They're at Minnesota. They got the Lions. I think the Lions are pretty solid early usually because, you know, that's when they're healthy. Usually they kind of get inconsistent and uh, beat up later in the year. So that's still somewhat early. They're going to be at Carolina on Thursday night. They got the Broncos uh, bye week in week week 10. And then you got the at yeah, – so after the bye week – you're coming out, you know, second half of the season, usually when the Falcons start to turn things on. Uh, and then they're at the Saints immediately after the bye week. Then they got the Raiders, and they got the Saints again. I don't really like playing the division team twice in three weeks. It doesn't really make sense to me. And they're at the Chargers, a team you think that would be heating up late because the rookie quarterback defense getting really good. Then you got the Buccaneers. And then to end the year with two last games, at Chiefs and at Buccaneers. So you're playing the Buccaneers twice, which in three weeks. And, you, you know, adding Tom Brady and all those players, you think the Buccaneers – could maybe struggle early, but really start to get going late, and they play them two out of the last three weeks, and the one in between there is at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was an insane schedule for a team that, 
Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough situation, that team, because they were just in the Super Bowl just a few years ago and then kind of went downhill, but they're still in the win-now mode. At least they believe they are because, the, you know, Matt Ryan's time's coming to an end. They got Todd Gurley for one year. Um, you know, most certainly that defense doesn't look like it's ready to win now, but that offense is where they want it to be and the window is closing. So that, that's, a, that's a brutal schedule, in my opinion. Uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts? You brought up a good point over there. With I didn't even notice that with the Falcons' schedule, they they play they play uh, the same team twice in three, three weeks, two two times. The Bucks, yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Like I saw, they like reminded me. I saw like a tweet um, that Warren Sharp had. He said that uh, teams played each other twice in three weeks, just twenty three times since two thousand, and it's happening five times in twenty twenty. Like how the hell? How the hell are they messing that up? Like how do you? How are you? How can you not figure that lazy. out? Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, how well, that's... And they have two primetime games, and both are and, away at Packers, at Panthers. Add this, too, and the record in the rematch of the team that won in the first meeting, guess guess what it is. They haven't won. No, it's, that would be wild. No, no, yeah, the team that the team that won the first meeting, they're, you're asking their record for the next one? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been 23, 23 times since 2000 this has happened, so... What's the record in 23 games? Is it over? The winning team. Over 500 or below? Below 500. Oh, you guys want me to just say? Just say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven, seven. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to guess. Seven and 16 there. 30%, 30% win percentage there. That's just ridiculous. I don't understand. What you're that. saying just, is you want to be the, you want to be the good that doesn't really the matter. first matchup. It doesn't really matter, but... I mean, I'm Basically, just saying... what we're coming out to say is that the Falcons—they're—they're they're done. They might have a good start to the season, but the second half, they're done. In my opinion, I know I, I think Junior thinks they're going all the way. Is that what you said? Yeah, I got the Falcons in the Super Bowl easy all day long. <laughs> Sarcasm. Oh, that was honest. Eddie Ice, baby. Take him to the promised land. I don't know. Uh, that, uh, you know, we talked about, they had a, they had a bye week 10, which I think is pretty rough. Uh, but the latest possible bye week is week 11. And then they're the earliest possible is week five. And I was kind of talking with people on Twitter about this actually during the week, kind of a debate here. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, which bye week would you rather have? Like if you're a team or your favorite team, which bye week would you rather have? They're both bad week five bye week or week 11 bye week. Well, which one would you rather have and why? It, it it depends on my what we're expected to do as a team. If I'm a if I'm a bad team, I think I would rather have it early so I can readjust and then you know reassess the second half of the season. But if it's if I'm a good team, I'd rather have it late for so I'm having a good play, playoff run so I don't have so many games in a row. I mean that's my opinion. Yeah. But I think if my team is expected to go far in the playoffs, you're gonna want that thing late. Yeah, I'd take the late one too. Yeah, see, I think the, I think the late one's worse. You know, I've seen in the past so many times where it takes so because you know, all these players are in shape. They're all they're all getting in shape before the season, but there's nothing like the actual season. You know, it's gonna take. They're gonna be sore the first few weeks. It's gonna take some time. So I think playing ten games until you have a bye is pretty rough for those reasons. And then we've seen it in the past so many times. You know, teams start to get worn down, injured. They start missing those games. You know, weeks nine, weeks ten. And they have the bye week. They're even out for a couple games after the bye week. And that kind of jeopardizes their playoff run. They might be a playoff team that might still get there. 
And they, they have the good news is they might have their guys back down at the, pay, the playoffs, but I think it jeopardizes, you know, I think the, the stretch of the season there. So, but yeah, they're both pretty brutal. I think uh, week five, yeah, just having to go through a long stretch at the end and maybe getting hurt, you know, just in time for playoffs is, is not too, uh, not too great either. But uh, yeah, that was just some interesting debate we had on Twitter. Um, something else I noticed on the schedule, you know, the, I mean, I can't tell you off the top of my head exact what teams have what primetime games where, but uh, in the video we kind of broke it down, and it felt like half the league had primetime games. You know, their primetime games you know, were either had like three home, one away, or two home, none away, like that, and the other half was pretty much the opposite. So if it was pretty even, you think you could have made it even. You could think you could have split it. Pretty much every team that has multiple primetime games um, you know, you think they would have, you know, evenly, you know, I say if you have four, you think you would have two home, two away. You think that would make sense. Um, you know, but you know, you got teams like, you know, the, that, that stood out to me. The Raiders have four primetime games and all four are home. Um, that's the new stadium. I was going to show it off. Yeah, but it's, so they got a new stadium. So they're allowed to have four primetime home games. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. Some of these things about the schedules. We talked about how they play. Yeah, divisional teams play in the in the in week one. Not a smart thing. Uh, division games with twice within three weeks against the same teams. Uh, I don't think that's too smart. And then yeah, teams like the Raiders for prime time. We just saw the Falcons had two. They were both away. Um, there's multiple teams with yeah two and neither neither are home. And then you got the Raiders who have four prime time home. Yeah, I, I think it's a little unfair honestly for the rest of the league, but. Thought that was interesting, but it has to be because of the new stadium. But strange. It's what they're all cool about to, <clears throat> to kind of just like sit in on uh, this group that uh, makes these schedules. Because I would like to know what goes into it. Like, what's the thought process behind a lot of these moves? Yeah, why? Why are the Giants getting th- so many primetime games? Who wants to watch the Giants? <laughs> this would be some of the hard-hitting questions that we have answers to. Be. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Giants fans. But no, it's they, okay, they start the, year, the Giants got a hard schedule too. I thought they had the second hardest schedule after the Falcons. So a, a team, you know, finishing on the lower, you know, second to last in their division, that's that's pretty tough. They start the year with the Steelers in prime time. They're home, but there's always that's why I identified in the in the videos, the schedule like review videos. It's like who you want to, if you're gonna play a team, where do you want to play them? Early, late. A team like the Steelers. You'd definitely rather play them later. You know, you're playing them week one. Big Ben's fully healthy. James Conner's fully healthy. It's I don't a, know. It's a good. T- what do you mean you don't know? What do you mean? I mean like those, those. I feel like the Steelers always like come alive at the end of the year. That's always what they do, and like they just get hot at the right time. Yeah, but if you know Big Ben's not, it's it's not. You know, I'm not gonna say he's gonna get hurt, but you're playing him week one when he's fresh. James Conner's fresh. You know. Um, I think it's the worst time to play them. I don't know. If they're fully healthy and it's late in the year, yeah, you don't really want to see the Steelers. But if you're playing them when you know they're fully healthy, when there's a chance, you know, if you play them later, they could be beat up. I, don't know, I think there's a pretty big difference. But um, that is, I believe that's one of the Monday night games week one. The other one's Titans-Broncos, which should be a fantastic. It's probably the game I'm looking forward to most out of week Congratulations, one. Congratulations, Pete. Wow. I'm just mad it's not Titans-Jags, man. <laughs> no Titans Jags this year. Thank it's, God. It's usually a Thursday night special. Nobody want. Nobody wants to watch that. I thought hey, that we was were like, live. We were live. Besides me. Yeah. I thought that was like a uh, schedule rule. Like Titans Jags must play Thursday night. Just like just like Vikings got, must play at Seattle. 
in prime time. That's a, that's a, it's a, it's a now Houston rule. must well, play a wild card Saturday afternoon game. Well, they see how bad the Jags are, so like they just they made a Titans Colts now Thursday night. No, but they don't worry. They made a prime time uh, Jags Dolphins game. Oh, don't worry. Wow, they did it. Two of Minshew, Minshew Tua. Wow. Tua Chew Mania. Tua Chew Mania. Round uh, one. What if it was? Wait. What if Tua didn't even play? What do you guys think? You guys think Tua starts week one? I think he should. I don't think he is. You don't think he's gonna? You think they just? I I'm kind of back and forth on he's that. He's number one. He's wearing number one. Because he's not QB one. He's QB one. I, I think know, it's I, Fitzpatrick. They could win some games with Fitzpatrick too. They they got another team with a tough schedule, you know, the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of back and forth on what I think they should do with Tua. I'm like, if you draft a quarterback that early and a quarterback with that caliber, that good. And you loved, would love to see him grow with the young talent they just brought in. It would make sense. You know, why sit him with someone else? So that's kind of the side to play Tua uh, right away. But he just came off the, the gruesome injury, which he's recovering from perfectly, um, you know, surprisingly, I guess. And But, you, you know, he's in the back of our minds. We know he still has that injury concern. So And then they improved their offensive line, but it's, st- it's still going to be on the bad side. Uh, it's a work in progress still. So, you know, throwing Tua in with that offensive line, uh, keep in mind Fitzpatrick was sacked the most out of any quarterback last year. Uh, you know, if Tua takes that many NFL hits, you know, is that, you know, that that's it's, it's a little scary. You know, his rookie, his rookie year already kind of getting hit that many times and, uh, you know, you know, kind of jeopardizing the future. It's, it's, it's a tough call. I'm kind of back and forth, back and forth on what I think they should do there. Same with the Chargers. I don't know. What the I, th- I think. Going into preseason, Fitzpatrick's going to be the first for the first game. Be the start. They're going to really see what two is going to do in that in the, in those games. If he's going to be able to take a hit, if he gets up limping, if he's you know performing well, that's going to determine whether or not he's going to be starting yeah. week one. But first preseason game, it's going to be Fitzpatrick for sure. Gotta be. Yeah, the same goes for Herbert. I think we talked about this last time, but her yeah Herbert. I'm back and forth. I think if, if, you know for me, if I think he should start because you draft him that early, you got to start to you know get him going. Um, I'm always, I'm always saying, you know, if you draft a guy that early, you got to play him. But then Tyrod might put him in the better situation to win now. And that defense, that defense alone is going to win him some games. And um, you know, so that's a tough decision there. And then Herbert's offensive line change, going from one of the best, ever, you know, in college football, Oregon, to maybe one that could struggle a little bit, and with the Chargers. So yeah, there's some quarterback questions for you know for the rookies for sure. Uh, and then you have obviously Burrow <clears throat> is going to start uh, for the Bengals, of course. Um, and then Jordan Love will sit behind Rodgers, which I think is a fantastic situation for him. I think perfect for Jacob Eason behind uh, Phillip Rivers, too. I think that's perfect. Um, Rivers accepted a, what, a high school coaching job, but he's going to take over as soon as he's uh, retired. To me, that kind of feels like he's he signed a one-year, so that it kind of feels like this is it for Rivers this year. Yeah, I think he's done after this year. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of – I wasn't sure before. You know, before I heard that he took the high school job, I was thinking, you know, he could uh, he sign a one-year, see how it goes, and see if – you know, I think maybe maybe it was more the Colts want to see how it goes, see if they have a replacement lined up, um, you know, see if they can continue to improve with Rivers possibly. But now I'm thinking this is this is it for Phil. This is this is it. Phil Jackson? Unless it's a future contract and he signs one more year. Yeah, I mean, he could, yeah, I, yeah. I just think uh, it's just kind of weird that we see a guy announced as the f- head football head, yeah, football coach of a high school team, 
before he's even there. It's just that that was a little odd. But, yeah, it's weird. And the athletic director. The athletic director's coaching until he's yeah. until he comes there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think, so bad. I don't think the AD is coaching for two years. I don't know, maybe. Um, I think Phil's gonna. I think Rivers gonna be a good. Uh, I think he'll be a good coach. Good high school. He just seems like a good. Good. He doesn't have a potty mouth too. A lot of good high school coaches don't have a potty mouth. Yeah. And then he could have all of his kids like on the team. And have a full start, starting start, offense. That's what I was saying. Yeah, start offense. both ways. You can play both ways. Yeah. You only use the Rivers. The Rivers kids. They got enough for the team. Give the ball to the Rivers kids. <laughs> Ask to the Italians. Unless they're all quarterbacks, and I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, screen pass, pass. Pass. Could be. Pass. Back to the quarterback. just call everyone Mother Freakers? Mother Freak. Mother Freak. <laughs> Mother Freaker. Uh, I see a lot of people get on the Colts train, kind of. You know, people believe they can be... I've been just bashing the Colts train. You've been bashing it? Yep. Yeah. With an old line like that, you're always going to be don't... relevant. I just don't get it. People are talking about the Chargers being better without Phillip Rivers, but then now the Colts are better with Phillip Rivers. Like, what is going on? But the Chargers are better without him? They don't have the offensive line. So it's all about the offensive line for Phillip. I guess so. You bet when you have the offensive line in the league, like the offensive line, you're always going to be somewhat competitive. Do the Colts have enough to win the ship this year win a Super Bowl this year do they have it uh, I'm gonna say no I think, I think Phillip is what holds a lot them of people, back a lot of people but I don't think they're gonna make it any anywhere far yeah I don't, I don't know, know. I I just, Phillip, Phillip throws so many picks that's the other that. thing the other thing I've been like arguing is like how many times has Phillip Rivers made the Super Bowl yes how many times has he made it to the AFC Championship game? I don't even know. The stats have won, or is it? Uh, they I don't know. Might have made it. Yeah. Like, so I don't understand how he's just going to, like, take. I mean, the Chargers always have good teams. Like, he's played with, like, Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson. Like, they have, like, good players, like, and they always have a good defense. Like, I don't know. It just. Doesn't seem like, like they, they'll be good. I still have them in my playoffs, but like I don't think they're gonna like make a run and go to like AFC Championship or go to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's what's gonna happen. A lot of young talent that could step up though. It could be could be pretty sneaky. Speaking of the sneaky teams, uh, do you guys have? Well, first I was gonna go over Super Bowl contenders here. Let's start with maybe give me the three teams that have the best chance of winning this. So not sneaky teams, just the three teams in your opinion. That have the, the top of your head. You know, we can go. We're going to come back to this in videos uh, before the season starts. So all the playoff predictions, Super Bowl predictions. So this isn't your final prediction. Just top of your head. Three top-tier Super Bowl contenders for this season. What do you got? Thank I you. Can go first. Oh, go ahead, okay. Pete. Go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, <laughs> I guess Chiefs. I'll go then, guys. Oh. I got the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a pretty easy question. Chief. This is just the warm-up question. Third, the third team is the good. Is your good? Uh, Raiders. So we're, we're really going to get into it here. And then I'm going to go with the Saints. Chiefs, Ravens, Saints is what he's got. Danny Cheese. Well, that's my name. All right. Well, then I'll go ahead. I'm going to go Chiefs, Ravens, Falcons. Oh. Buccaneers. Ooh. Bucks. Ooh. I feel like that's the easy answer, we're all, though. We're all going to have different ones. I, I was going to say Chiefs, Ravens, Niners. Got to keep the Ooh. Niners in there. 
Uh, Gotta keep them. I am on board with Junior there. Chiefs, Ravens, Bucks. Cool. That's the easy. The that's the easy man's out. That's the easy. That's giving the safest out. answer. We're trying to be right just, here. You didn't yeah, say but, sneaky teams. Yeah, that's the next now, question. Now give me three wild cards. Sneaky. Well, they don't have to be wild card. Okay, dark horse. That's the better term. Dark horse that you think that actually could win it. Three Super Bowl contenders. Maybe there's not. Th- maybe there isn't three. Three of them. You know, sometimes there's only you know one. But just give me three. Give me three. Dark horse Super Bowl contenders that you that you believe in that actually have a have a shot that maybe some people would say have no shot or very very little shot. What do, what do you got? How dark are we making this here? Like it has to be It has to be somewhat like realistic. A, like are the Titans a dark horse? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's all go. Perfect. Let's all go one 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 at a time. So let's do that. Well, no, how is it? You can't repeat. You can't repeat. No, you can't repeat. What do you mean you can't repeat? If Pete says the Titans, I can't take the Titans. Well, then we're choosing teams that we don't actually. We're gonna we're that how many when we could do it, but well, until yours right, are, right, right, are gone, until right, yours are gone or something. I got two. I got two AFC teams. Which one do I choose here? Give me, give me the Denver Broncos. I've just been feeling the Broncos lately. You snake! That was, that you was my I think all of us are on the Broncos train recently. You yeah, snake. I like the Broncos. All right, all right, here's here's my number two. You want my number two? This is dark, like scary story dark. New England Patriots. Oh, give me Big Bill. Oh, give me Bill. Okay, bring him back. If, out of his mind. If Belichick I mean, wins, just like, what I if, think though? if Belichick what if? makes the yeah, if he makes the playoffs, he's just. I mean, he's. I was talking about that, and I think the Patriots record prediction video. Um, I think they're going through an adjustment period here, but you know, I think if so, I don't. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. That's my prediction. But if he makes the playoffs or does more, it's. I was about to say that then he's the greatest of Retire all time. Retires jersey, but he's already yeah, retires jersey. Yeah, Belichick's jersey. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, he's already Woody. the greatest of all time. But he actually, like, if he if he does this, it's going to be insane. Yeah. No, oh, I agree. That's why it's my dark horse because that's it's pretty. Dark. That's pretty dark. dark. Am I up here for a dark horse? Your, your turn. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Chargers with Chargers. Chargers. With Tyler yeah. or, or I think that's a little bit darker than mine. That's dark. I think yours I mean, is darker defense, than mine, Dan. That defense is crazy, but I don't think defenses win championships anymore. You guys well, have real that, dark ones. Like, that, oh, that's my you, dark oh, horse. Who's your quarterback? Who's I mean, the quarterback? That quarterback to my dark horse team is gonna be Herbert. Herbert's not oh, winning those. Boy. Herbert has I didn't say winning the Super Bowl. These are contenders, no, dark horse contenders. Super That's what Bowl, it is. Super Bowl contenders. So you got to go. Yeah, to I'm the not Super saying Bowl. Super Bowl winners. There's just sneaky teams that could make. I it mean, there. that defense might be the best in football this year. It could be. I'm not saying it is. It it could. It's be. gonna get them very far. It's gonna win them ball games. All right. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, you. The Jags fans don't like. <laughs> just you. get. Just get. Just get really dark. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know who else to pick. You guys picked some dark ones. Like I, I was gonna my say, AFC, like, my other AFC team's still alive here. I was gonna say, well, I'm not gonna say Titans because I'll, I'll let you guys. I don't know if that's really dark. I don't know if that's dark. I was gonna say the Steelers too. We all took AFC. We all took AFC teams. Sorry. I know. I I, I have one. I, I don't know. If, no, but I'm next. This, I'm after Pete. I don't know. No, if, it's a snake draft. I don't know if the Steelers. You guys no. consider the Steelers dark? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. You want it, man. You could like you guys, put Nightlight in there if you want. You guys, you, guys want to, you guys want me to pick the the Bengals and Joe? Oh, what do you no, we don't actually. Win? No, no. Steelers, Steelers, and Titans are are 
kind of dark horse for me I consider, but you guys went way darker, so. Uh, we'll throw those two out. Let's go I'm NFC go now. No, I gotta go AFC again. I gotta go. I gotta go with the Bills. I'm right. I'm right there with the. Oh, uh, I kind of figured that one too. The Broncos, Bills, kind of in the same boat. Very complete teams. Really good defenses. Quarterbacks that are still, um, you know, I guess somewhat of a work in progress, but I think will be good. I, you know, I can. A lot of people hate on Josh Allen, Drew Locke, even even though we haven't really seen a whole bunch of them. But for that reason, maybe you shouldn't be too high on him. But I, I believe in both quarterbacks. I'll put it that way. Still. Still have the upside. Still trying to reach that, but uh, two very complete teams that I, that I like a lot. I think we're I missing about, one big one here. I don't know about Josh. Yeah, Allen. I think so too. <laughs> I think from a uh, particular variety, as they say, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> the Chicago Bears. If you the, that defense has gotten better, obviously you can't. I, you just need average quarterback play with that defense. That's all I'm saying. They can. They can. There, there isn't one position. I'm not saying that Super Bowl winners. I'm it. saying at least you know making a far deep, deep playoff run is possible. Uh, they have a floor and a ceiling, and that their ceiling could get them there. Okay. Yeah, I think people are sleeping on the Bears for sure. Um, it's just it's gonna be tough with the first year quarterback. But again, Nick Foles jumped in and sitting on the bench all year with the Eagles and won it. And I think he fits Nagy's. Uh, system pretty well and yeah we, we talk about what's what's key for for a team you know sometimes we don't you know most time the most complete teams aren't the ones that win it's the teams that have the impact players in the major in the major spots and I think I you know people may call me crazy I think Nick Foles can be uh, an impact player at his position there um, right away and then you look at uh, the pass rush position which I think the Bears will be fantastic not even just the edge rush position I think you look at the interior pass rush people forget that Akeem Hicks was out so yeah I think they have those the, you know, the offensive line is the question because that's the other, you know, look at quarterback, pass rush, and offensive line. Three most important things in football, in my opinion, but I think most people's opinion. Offensive line is a question mark, I guess, kind of a mystery because two years ago when they made their run, top easily top 10. And then last year, easily probably you rank them around bottom 20. Five. No, I wouldn't rank them. Ooh, so I was hard, saying worse five. than that. There's some bad offensive lines. I don't, they didn't really give up enough pressures for me to call them. But there's yeah, there's some really bad offense. Pa pass, pass were okay at the uh, pa uh, run blocking. Uh, running the ball, run blocking was just that was really bad. Yeah. Our, our running backs were getting hit in the backfield every every run. Yeah, yeah. There's a big offensive line problem with a lot of these teams. So I guess that's kind of the question: where would their offensive line be at? I think kind of the Bears fans are kind of split. Some are like happy they they got better at quarterback, and then the other half are you know disappointed because they thought offensive line was the problem. So I think yeah, everyone's kind of. It's still a little bit of a mystery there. And you get a lot of the people who are upset because oh it's not Cam Newton. So it's it's been a it's been a weird couple of years for the Chicago Chicago Bears fans. It's been, it's oh, been yeah. weird. All right. My dark horse. I got I got a team that kind of fits Pete's Titans one. Seahawks, not really a dark horse, but always kinda of in it. That was one uh, of them. then I'm gonna go this is a super dark horse. Say Cardinals. They're a oh, sneaky team. They, got an easy they can make schedule. some noise. I like that they schedule can make some noise. them. Uh, I, I wouldn't call the Seahawks really a dark horse at all with Russell Wilson. It's very well, I just feel like, I, yeah, that's, I, that's what I said too, but I don't think Riz agrees with it. But. Russell Wilson? I think he, I mean, yeah. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I think he's the, I'd say he's the second best quarterback in football right now. Uh, That's what I think. I just I think most people think that, though, so I, don't, I wouldn't call him under. I think he was underrated. I don't you know? think people think that. Are they better? I think he's I think he's underrated, but 
I don't even know how to word it. It's like, a like weird, highly like, respected. <laughs> he's appreciated. I think it's no, because like, of he's his very it's, appreciated. It's because of his supporting cast around him is not as good as it what it is what it was in the years past that people kind of overlook them. I think that's what it is. They still have the respect for Russell Wilson, but there's no supporting cast. They get overlooked them. year after year. Pass, it just doesn't make sense. Pass rush. It's crazy because like pass rush beats really good pass rush beats like really good quarterbacks. Like that's how you stop slow quarterbacks down. That's how you throw them off. But it doesn't really do anything to Russ. You know, he's never had the good offense lines. get the pass rush. I think, you know, the best way if you're trying to beat him, I think you got to be, you have an, you have to have an elite secondary to maybe, I mean, if teams beat the Seahawks all the time, it happens. Everyone beats everyone. But I'm saying, I think that's like more of the key against him. So it kind of throws off like what you're trying to do against other teams. Um, obviously, it'd be ideal if you can complete the entire roster. But uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that the other day too. Like you, you see, you can always like find the game plan. This team's got a weaker offensive line. Their quarterback is good, but struggles under pressure. So if you have a good good uh, pass rush, you're going to beat this team because the game plan. But it's really not the case against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. It's more of you got to have a damn good secondary, and it, that may not exist. You know, some really good ones, but. Yeah, I you know it's like I don't I don't know if he's underrated. I think uh, yeah I don't know the word for it. Yeah, I guess people don't respect him that way. That maybe he doesn't have the talent that like some of the other quarterbacks have or had. So I see they always like respect him, but not his team. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean I feel like we we picked our top three contenders, and like anyone would agree with that. Like we all picked three different NFC teams, except Risen and Junior had the same ones, but. Everyone would pick the Bucks, the Saints, and the and the Niners ahead of them, and I, I feel like a lot of people would pick the Eagles, even kind of like ahead of the Seahawks. But like I feel like the Seahawks, I, th- I feel like they were the second best NFC team last year, and then they got hit with injuries, and they kind of killed them. I think they had a, a legit shot to make it all the way. Is Pete Carroll on the hot seat? No, no absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Carroll's one of the best coaches in the league. They they get pretty conservative sometimes, you know. They almost sometimes it feels like they forget they have Russell Wilson. Like, all right, just keep running the ball. Like, I understand what they're trying to do. Um, you know, they're they're that team that wants to wear you out by halftime. They want they don't. Their plan is not to be kicking your ass at at halftime. They may even be losing a little bit and they'll be okay because they're gonna run the run the ball, run the clock, wear the other team down. Uh, and in the second half, they come out throwing Russell Wilson. It's it's a great game plan. You know, sometimes it looks a little conservative. Sometimes. It doesn't always work, and people get a little mad at Carroll and the coaching staff. Um, but, yeah, it definitely works for them. My other yeah. uh, dark horse for NFC, I don't know if this is really that dark, but I'd pick the Cowboys. I just like what they did um, in the draft. Oh, I, think boy. They a bunch, I think they picked a bunch of guys that, that will like step up and make huge contributions for them. So I think they could pull it off. Who's your quarterback? Yeah, they got what you team. call a quarterback Dax, problem. Dax plan. Don't worry. I don't know. Well, about they, the got the Red they got the Red Rocket. They got the Red Rocket. I already we talked about that last podcast. Just his home, okay, his Pete. hometown. He didn't really have any offers out there. He got he got pretty good, pretty good backup money. Why why would he take the why would he take the job? Because maybe mm-hmm. they don't like Dak or something. I don't know. I don't maybe know. he's he thinking. Maybe uh, Jerry went, Jones is thinking about. Could have went to the Jags. Could have went to the Jags. Yeah, but you didn't. Eh, no, the Jags, the, are, the Jags are tanking. There's no, Jags and Patriots will be tanking this year, even though it's you said the Patriots teams. are dark horse. <laughs> you never know with Bill. So, he's, he's got. He's always got something. Bill's up either his, uh, okay. This is uh, the Patriots this year. Are the Cowboys dark horse? You guys are, you guys are buying. I consider. I'd, yeah, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. 
All right, here, listen to this. Listen to this theory for the, for the Patriots, right? They're either going to make the playoffs or they're going to somehow get the first overall pick. Those are the only two options. That's oh, what's happening this year. 100%. There's no middle of the road. That's There's nothing. Yeah, I got no more dark horse teams. We call them all out. I'd be lying if I named another one. Okay. Anybody yeah, I go... like your theory, though. I like your theory. I'm going to go with the Mold Panthers here. The what? The what? Panthers. Panthers. I was kidding. But Matt Rule. What about the Falcons? The Fal- what about the Falcons? What do you think, Scott? Uh, they got a great schedule. You know, they're <laughs> looking strong early, strong late, and uh, strong all around, yeah. Yeah. got to make sure that they have the crowd noise turned down for the no fan games or else they're going to looking at another fine. So, All right. Okay. yeah, they got to be careful with that uh, one. Okay. Uh, we're playing another game here. We're going to do the same thing but for MVPs. We're, we're going to go. We're going to one at a time. MVP front runners. So maybe some of the obvious ones here. Holmes, Lamar Jackson. No, you're not. <laughs> no, that was good. That was... Good job. <laughs> Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Okay, you got anything else for us? Top tier front, top tier front running MVPs of the NFL twenty twenty season. I feel like they're just well, I, you can name off a bunch of people, but like was Lamar supposed to win last year? No, that's I true. At this time, that's true. But like, I feel like you can just name off a bunch of people, but they just they always just give it to the quarterbacks. I don't know why they have to give it to the quarterbacks. What's the quarterback? Not fair. Man. What's Danny got? Oh, I got a fun. Hey, I got one. No, get this kid out no, no, no. of here. As bad as much as I don't want this to happen, it's certainly possible because he's got only Aaron one wide receiver. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. He just does it. That is my MVP. If he's playing yeah, at the I mean, MVP he's... level, the Packers are probably we should throw the Packers into the Super Bowl conversation, which yeah. it could be. Yeah, I mean, it's he, certainly possible. It's yeah. definitely possible. Yeah. We just don't like talking about the Packers. Well, I don't like talking about the Packers. I'm, I'm like back and forth. I thought like, you know, I thought they could, because they didn't really add anything. It almost felt like they got a little worse this offseason. But basically the same team, I think. But then, so you think, you know, maybe they're just, because I think any team, every team needs to get better for them to actually play at a high level. So that makes you kind of doubt them a little bit. But then kind of back up a little bit. Like you just said, you know, Rodgers really, it wouldn't be surprising if he just had a big-time season. He, I think he was a little off last year, and it was still a good season. So if he has a big-time season, and you look at how many new faces they had on defense last year, those guys are clicking even more this year. So you can make the case that they're going to be even better. So back and forth on that team for sure. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Well, um, We're going to do the, the, the dark horse ones coming up. So I'm trying not to go too dark here. Um, Junior already said two. He said Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, 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 uh, sorry. I mean, do I do I throw, throw Russ in there? I was gonna throw. All right, now you said that. Want to hear? Want to hear a crazy <laughs> stat about Russell Wilson? Let's hear it. Zero, zero, zero career MVP votes. Zero. Zero. Disrespect. That's a fact. Disrespect. Disrespect. Uh, I'm trying to think. They just don't give it to receivers. That's what I mean. So it's like you can't even like like Michael Thomas has had a ridiculous year. Hey, Stephon Diggs. That's it's just insane. Diggs could do it with Josh Allen. He's going to get more action downfield. Sure, he's going to get a lot of one-on-one action. A lot of one-on-one. The last one-on-one. seven years, the MVP's gone to quarterback. Do you know who the last person to get the MVP that was not a quarterback? Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is correct. No one's. They don't make. Man, they don't make those correct. guys anymore. You want to know my uh, MVP uh, dark horse for this coming season? 
Let me pick. Let me pick a front runner. That Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian <DJ> Fluker. Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> you say DJ Fluker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Christian what, McCaffrey. That's, so that's mine. That. McCaffrey's Christian McCaffrey. I thought I, I don't know if that's dark horse. I don't, know if, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey's dark horse. I mean, I, it, yeah, is, I was one, it is. When I the was last the one seven years has all been quarterbacks. That's true. I was the one who's saying that it was quarterbacks, and it's unfair. But I just think, I think he's going to have an even better year with Matt Rule over there. I think he's going to have. He's going to find ways to uh, to, to, to get him involved, and I think they're a better team too. So I mean, I think, I think they're definitely a better team. I think it's going to be. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. But it's still going to be on the shoulders of Christian McCaffrey. Wayne has, or maybe. <laughs> Is that serious? Oh boy! <laughs> I like your DJ Fluker pick. That was not serious. Oh <laughs> <laughs> boy! Uh, trying to think of a running back. Yeah, what running back? Oh, I got. What do you think? I mean, just think of who's the best running back in the league. Saquon Barkley. Easy, Jarek oh, okay. McKinnon. All right. Jarek McKinnon. Saquon could do it. You think Saquon's the best running back in the league? Uh, I mean, like not. I Come think on. he will be the best running back in the league. King I wanna, Henry. Uh, I don't even want to hear it. Like he, he can't catch the ball. He doesn't do what Christian I mean, McCaffrey Derek does. He's just a better. He's a better running back. Yeah, he's the best running back. Sound like league. a homer here, but I think uh, if he stays big, if if he stays healthy, uh, Dalvin Cook, I think I, I think can be the best running back in the league. But the, the man needs Guy to stay can't healthy. Stay healthy. I mean, you watch some. I mean, mm. the vision, the quickness, the speed is. I think he has the best vision in football. That I will say. I don't think he's going to win MVP. I think he needs to stay healthy. Then maybe he could be the best back, but he's not going to win MVP. But I do think he has the best vision. That stands out to me. Um, so that's kind of throwing one out there, but uh, more of a wild Here's... card. Oh, I was going to have one. You got one? Yeah, I was going to go with Alvin Kamara. I mean, I think he bounces back this year. I think he was playing a little banged up. And I think uh, I mean, the, the Saints got a lot better. They have a lot more weapons. I think that takes some pressure off of them. Adam Shaheen. Just He's going to be in the CFL League next year, man. I don't know what shirts. <laughs> MVP of the CFL. What was <laughs> the guy that Vikings drafted? That German guy? Uh, Boritz Boringer. Yeah, there it is. That's my Boritz. MVP pick right there. Boritz Boringer. <laughs> That's my pick. This is just what? the all the tape that came out was just him just ripping middle school kids. That's all it was. <laughs> did they draft? They didn't wait to the seventh round to take him. They took him to the sixth. They just had to have him. <laughs> they had to have the kid. Uh, just because he was a Vikings fan. That's so a feel good story. Yeah. Maybe uh, so. um, except for those kids that he was owning, they probably don't feel good watching all that highlight tape. Nah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a wild card MVP. I mean, who's my actual pick, and who is my? I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to. Th oh, I, I got the wild card. I got the wild card. This is a good one. You you guys ready? Tom ready? Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady. No, it was Kyler Murray. Ooh. Kyle Van Oy. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler we'll see. Murray. I can Ooh. see that. I'm actually you liking, it. Big I'm liking jump? it. I'm liking it more than a dark horse pick, actually. I'm not exactly my number one pick, but I think this is... He's like your Lamar Jackson surprise they guy. have They have a really good schedule. Like, it's... 
like he I, does have the best wide receiver core in the league. And the the man I don't know, can move. I don't know about, all about best in the league. He's got a damn it's good supporting cast. Who's got the it's best in the there. league? People say the Bills. I don't know. I'm not feeling the Bills for the best. I'm not feeling the Bills. I'm on the either. Bills train, but I I'm a huge Diggs guy. I think he's on the rise. I think he can be a top five receiver this year and going forward with the with Josh Allen with the Bills. I think it's fantastic. I and mean, I'm not a John Brown solid. Not with the Cole Beasley hype. I don't think I don't think it's really a good unit. It's it's good. It's not that good. But a lot of people say the Bills. I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins, like, Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk. How how uh, how Christian can you go Kirk's get worse from that? Andy Isabella. I don't think Christian. Andy Isabella. I don't think Christian Butler. That Evan White. We didn't get Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson, solid. Wait, which like, Keyshawn Johnson? Well, I mean, I guess you, you okay. talk about you talk about the whole you talk about the whole unit. Like they're pretty they're pretty deep, but like I was just saying, like top three receiver. I mean, who's beating them? Look at those freaking like, Broncos. I like. Look at those Broncos. They got Cortland Sutton, like the Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. I like the we Cowboys. We don't know though. We don't know. I like yeah, too much of a mystery. Well, CD Lamb's just an animal. He's got to be an animal. Mari Cooper's already a beast, and freaking freaking Michael Michael Gallup's just an animal too. He's gonna be a beast too. I like the Cardinals better. I'm on the Kyler Murray mm. train. MVP. Sign him up. Sign him. Kyle up. Murphy. Yeah. Kyle Murphy. Kyle Murphy. That's that's the guy. That's the one. That's a wild card, but I think it's more than a wild card. There, I think they're looking at the Cardinals' he's schedule. Quarter, he's a quarterback. Would, would that still be your? Would this still be same mindset if they didn't get Hopkins? What about what about Joe Burrow? Yeah, it's. I mean, if they would probably would have drafted <laughs> one then. What if Joe Burrow? Why do we call him that? It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> Oh, Burrow sounds better. We want to like Burrow. just be the only people that do that. What if, just, yeah, what if it was just Burrow? Two... We just started calling him that after he put that on his jersey. Uh, he spelled it that way. I just started calling him that, and I just been saying it ever since without even knowing. It's easy to it's easy to like convince yourself that that should be the way to say it. Yeah. Burrow. Joe Burrow. It's like but, two uh, different words. Burrow. What if it was just too easy for him? <laughs> he's just that. Yeah, what if he's just he just steps yeah. He's he's a beast though. I could. I mean, I could drop see him. dimes. I, I can see the Bengals. I think the Bengals still have some some holes, but I can see them being sneaky. They could be real sneaky. Not Super Bowl contender, but maybe playoff contender. They sneaky. could sneak okay. in. Yeah, they could, if, they, they could... if they won the Super Bowl, would Joe Burrow be the best of all time? <laughs> it's already. He's already the best. He's already the best. MVP. Game right. over. Right. I don't know. Do the Ravens become more favorites now that they signed DJ Fluker? <laughs> I don't know if that really helps. Well, Marshall really Yonda is who they had last year, and he's definitely better than DJ Fluker. I'll tell you. That. Oh yikes! They did really well this offseason, though. Not the DJ Fluker signing, though. That's not. That's not. It. That's the one that bumps them up there. That's my lock. Should have made a video. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, that's that. the signing of the offseason. I think they really want to beef up that D line for Derrick Henry. I think that's what they're scared of. They play for <laughs> this year. The Titans gonna beat him with that same game plan, or what's gonna happen? No, they're gonna lose in the regular season. Titans are gonna be. The they better be going lose. in with that jam yeah, up everyone's throats. Titans are gonna lose to the Ravens regular season. Calling it. Why? It's just, what, it's just what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, they're, 
it's just revenge. It's just gonna be a revenge game for the Ravens. They're home. It's uh it's a noon game too. I think it's just I don't know. I think it'll be. You will die here, blonde. If the Titans win. I didn't think they were gonna. I didn't think. I think I did. I pick them. I think I picked no. them. But <laughs> no, I don't know if I, I did. I think I picked them. I think I had to pick them. But honestly, deep down, I was very surprised that they 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 beat the shit out of them. Did you poop your pants at all? That was I was pooping my pants. Did you have your diaper on? I didn't have my diaper on. No. Oh, that was no, probably a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you at least clean it up? Or I, you really, just let it just I really, I really pooped my pants when Khalif Raymond caught that. Caught that touchdown pass. I mean, that's that's we're not on YouTube here. That's... We're on the podcast, so you can say you shit your pants. I you shit don't have, my you don't pants. have to call like the shit I... poop. I just yeah, okay. couldn't believe it. Uh, that's when I that's when I was buying in. They were up fourteen nothing. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna do it. How many times did you have to change your uh, your trousers? Just that one time. That was it. That was the play. Okay. Was it a halftime scrub or what? Yeah, I had to wait till halftime. I had to just keep watching. Wait, scrub? You scrubbed it out, or you completely changed? Completely changed. Oh. So there was no halftime scrub. Took a shower. This conversation, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, okay. I think that wrap. I think that's gonna wrap up the podcast this week. Uh, Alrighty. That was a good. You'd one. have to get into gross detail. It's not my fault. No, that was all you. Well, the Panthers I got gross matos. Right, right, gross, gross matos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross matos. I love eat, eat your gross matos. You love them? Love them. Defensive rookie of the year? Uh, no, I mean, nobody. Derek Brown. Oh, I don't, there's a lot. I don't know. Does he get a vote? He'll get a vote. Give him a vote. <laughs> I'll give him a gross vote. Gross gets a vote. You heard it here yeah, first. Yeah, give him a vote. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Just search The Goat House pretty much anywhere, and you're going to find us, Twitter, YouTube, two channels on YouTube, actually. That's going to do it, though. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.